1: But why do you need to wreck this? Because it's wreckable, all right? I took another look at it, I changed my mind.
0: Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone D people's dynasty podcast on today's show we are going to take our first look our first breakdown at the rookie quarterbacks of this 2023 class and my guest is back for his third year in the war zone uh no jerry tonight but i am super excited uh super excited eggs we're going to talk quarterbacks finally a couple of shows on wide receivers couple on running backs first time talking uh talking qbs but i'm really excited to talk to this guy because he's blowing up in the industry. Uh, Mentioned by Matthew Barry just today as we're recording this, but more importantly, he is now the director of football and NFL draft analysis over at playerprofiler.com. He's the creator of the dog rating, and he is a PFWA writers member. Welcome back to the Warzone, my buddy, Mr. Cody Carpentier. Cody, what's going on, man?
1: Memphis, my man. I appreciate you. Like you said, three years in a row, talking ball. Never say no. I'm always here. I'm always down to talk. I appreciate you having me on as always.
0: Yeah, well, we're talking, always talking ball. So I asked Cody, what was it, maybe 10 days ago? Hey, man, you want to come back on? And you were like, what are you thinking? I'm like, well, we've been doing these things on Monday night, Monday night, live on YouTube, Wednesday for mm-hmm. a podcast. And you're like, yeah, no problem. And I was all weekend keeping track of what you were doing. You were posting. You were live in Indianapolis. And yep. I was like, well, I wish he would have said something. I was like, I would have had him over. I would have brought my little my little portable recorder. We could have done this in person. I'd have bought him dinner. And I was like, but then I sent him the show sheet today, and I was like, obviously, you never want anyone to cancel. But I was like, man, if this guy says Memphis, I'm beat. I just got back in from the combine, and dude, you were fired up. the 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 the, tw- the, the tweet you sent me in my DMs, you were like, let's go, man. So so before we get into this, just tell us about you, man, because. This time last year, you were not the director of draft analysis and everything. You've been to the Super Bowl. You've been to the Senior Bowl. You've been to the Combine. Please tell us all the good things you and the team over at Player Profiler have going on
1: right now because it's a lot. I mean, I don't know if i got enough time to break to break down everything. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's been awesome. I really appreciate it. The, the, the kind words as always, man. Um, yeah, a year ago I went to my first Senior Bowl, first Combine, and then just kind of the, the last year has been, been – Been awesome. It's been a it's been a great whirlwind. Uh we've been growing pretty quickly a player profiler. And uh it's this whole process, the the rookie season is my favorite season. I think it's what I'm best at. I've always played fantasy football, been playing since I was like nine years old, and I've always loved that. But my favorite thing to do, my favorite passion has always been the rookie process, the draft, and and just understanding prospects, what they do, how they do it, and why they do it. Um I never played college football, but I had the opportunity to. And I think going through that process is really what kind of just kind of opened that wire, opened that door in my brain, and they just kind of never shut. Um, and I guess that's just one of those things where, you know, when you're competitive, the competitive juices never leave, and it's just another avenue to stay in football and stay in that same course. Um, so, yeah, I started being the director of football player profile about a year ago when i got that title i've been with player profiler now for four and a half years um draft stuff fantasy football everything over at player profiler um yeah man i, I just uh, it's its, it's kind of crazy to look back on um everything um i guess i'd say but uh yeah i appreciate the kind words
0: no man I, i'm excited for you i remember meeting you it wasn't the fantasy football expo this year it was it was the year before and uh, whether you love him or hate him, Matt Kelly over at Roto Underworld, now playerprofiler.com. Matt is doing tremendous stuff. And um, whether you love his character or not, he is doing great things, not only for fantasy football, but for football. And he's got some big stuff growing for sports. And, you know, he supports those that support us. So whether that's Cody, uh, our buddy Theo. Theo was on about a month ago. That's Theo Grimminger. He also recently took a full-time position with you guys. As well as former number one rated at fantasy pros ranker Billy Muzio. So man, your guys' this team is growing and uh you guys have got to be fired up going. Are you guys going to the draft? Yes,
1: sir. That's the uh that's yet to be announced, actually. But yes, we are going to the we're draft. We're breaking news. There'll be breaking news. We are we are we will be at the draft in some capacity. That'll that'll be coming out in the next week or two, what we'll be doing, what we'll be planning on. But we uh we were live in Vegas last year, we had the draft extravaganza on YouTube, streamed it live all three days. The year before that, we uh, did it via Zoom. That was pretty not fantastic, but we did it. This year, we'll be live in Kansas City again covering the draft.
0: Have you been to Kansas City?
1: I drove through it, never been there, never stopped, never stayed. So I've been at first in Kansas City.
0: As someone who's been to Las Vegas and someone who's been to Kansas City you'll enjoy the barbecue that'll have a leg up on on but as a guy who likes to eat you 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 will enjoy that so <laughs> pl- please check out Cody you can follow Cody on Twitter at carpentier so that's c a r p e n t i e r n f l and he needs like 250 to get to 10k let's let's be the driving force no come on man you you deserve like 110k and <laughs> uh, all you guys that are humble you got to stop being so humble you're awesome you're doing great work And uh, I'm lucky to have you. So I want to get right into the questions. Um, For those that don't know, Cody has a Patreon as well. It's uh, CarpentierNFL at Patreon.com. Ours is Dynasty Warzone at Patreon.com. And he and I just spent about 25 minutes discussing not QBs and what's going on. So if you're interested, if you're a premium content connoisseur, check out Cody's Patreon, check out ours. I'll put a link to Cody's Patreon in our show notes right next to ours. That way you can get both hooked up at the same time. So Cody, you were there. You were at the NFL Combine. You saw them all. And uh what did you think about this QB class? Because coming off Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, you had to have liked what you saw.
1: Uh yeah. I mean, when you compare it to last year by itself, this is a this is a massive monumental win uh, with what we saw because last year you just kind of have to deal with what you're dealt with uh, in, in the easiest way of saying it. And that's Malik Willis last year was like, okay, when you're looking at it from the fantasy terms, this is going to be the guy we need to ride. If he's going to do, if if, it, if we're going to get a quarterback out of this class and it's going to do anything in fantasy and be elite or in that upper quartile, it's going to be Malik. And so you just kind of, you get dealt that hand. Kenny Pickett ends up being the first quarterback drafted solid pro. I think he's going to be a solid pro Teddy Bridgewater level type output. Malik doesn't look like he's probably going to hit. I'm still holding the flag for him, but we'll see what happens. But this class, man, is entirely different. And the first thing I'm going to say is if you compare Anthony Richardson to Malik Willis.
0: Shame uh, on you. We'll just say despicable and shame on you.
1: This Shame on you. That's the best way to say it. Shame on you because these guys are not the same. I saw Malik Willis in person at the Liberty Pro Day. I love Malik Willis as a human, I love him as a quarterback, I love him as a prospect, he's a great guy, but Richardson from an athletic standpoint, from a size standpoint, from an arm talent standpoint, almost almost everything. Richardson is so much I can't like he's so much more uh, there's so much more upside there. There's so much more there. Um, I guess in, in the easiest way to say it. And and he's 20, 20.8 years old. He's going to be 21 when the season begins. He's young. He's got the, he's got the same arm. Will Levis does. I love Will Levis. Got the same arm, same arm strength. And he put on a absolute clinic in Indianapolis out there at Lucas oil. He competed with, with CJ Stroud back to back. They lined up when they were, when they were throwing the ball to, to all these great receivers out there. And Richardson's, People say he can't throw. He can make all the throws downfield. Yes, he does miss guys across the middle, but you know what? A lot of guys miss a lot of guys across the middle. But this game right here, we're talking about specifically fantasy football. A guy like Anthony Richardson, these things do do not come around every year. These guys do not come around every decade. Like this is this is Cam Newton level shit. Yes, Cam Newton drug Auburn to a national championship. And Richardson didn't. He drugged Florida to like six wins last year. I understand that. Uh, and I'm not saying Richardson is Cam or K- will be Cam, but when it comes to athleticism and arm talent, it's just one of those things where you have to trust your eyes. You have to trust what you see. You have to trust what you know. And 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 even if this guy never throws a ball, never throws a football, he could rush for 12, 13, 1,400 yards. Think he about that. He's literally he's bigger than freaking Derrick Henry. He has
0: better measurables than the wide receiver one in this class. He 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 literally if and and, and I'm not going. What was his name? Um, the guy who was oh, the huh? GM of the Colts, Bill Polian. I'm not Pullian. going Bill Polian, and I'm not trying to you know do what he did to Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying if. As an athlete, if we wanted to make Anthony Richardson a wide receiver, he would be the wide receiver one in this class. Yeah. And, and that, that that leads me to my first question is that, do you think dynasty GMs get themselves in trouble with comps? Because I think that because of the success of outliers like Josh Allen, like Jalen Hurts, and then the small guys, right? Bryce Young, we always want to look at Kyler Murray and, and Tua and Russell Wilson. Do you think dynasty GMs can get themselves in trouble with player comps as opposed to just evaluating each individual QB as they come?
1: Yes, I think because of recency bias and recency bias in two terms. One being it's the new age of quarterback, right? It's Josh Allen, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Herbert, it's Hertz, and it's Lamar. I hope I'm not missing anybody. But those guys are the 220- to two hundred thirty pound guys that can move on the move on the ground, and they just got whippersnappers snappers for arms. And as soon as you see anything close to that, with like a Levis or Richardson, that's the immediate comp. And oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes, you know, there's some traits there that might remind, remind you of a guy. Like I see traits of Lamar Jackson's legs in Anthony Richardson. Doesn't mean he's he's Lamar Jackson. I see traits of Justin Fields and see traits of Josh Allen and Will Levis, but he could also be Blake Bortles. Like you need to be open to the different uh, levels and tiers of these comps. Jake Locker with the Levis. I love Levis. Again, I'm not trying to wish these bad comps, but I think that's the problem is you need to be more open to that negative comp than you are open to be like, that's Josh Allen. No, it could also be Blake Bortles, and you have to understand that. Whereas you're also looking at Richardson, you could be like, well, you know, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, you know, there's just like a bunch of different guys where it's like, yeah, he might. The ceiling isn't what you really expect it to be. C.J. Stroud, for example, I Compton him to Teddy Bridgewater. People always people hate that. I think he's got uh, Teddy Bridgewater threw for seventy percent. Like I, Teddy Bridgewater is very accurate quarterback. I think people just get too stuck in wanting that. They want that tier one thing. Not everybody's tier one. You got to be okay with tier two and tier three. And I think that is that is where comps can can really hurt you is it's like, this guy's the next thing. And it's like, not
0: quite. You know, th- th- I'll share a couple that I heard that, that I can't shake. One, I forget who it was, but I heard CJ Stroud compared to Jared Goff, and now I can't unsee it. And then the other one, one of the best uh, football handicappers of the NCAA variety, he said that Will Levis reminded him of a cross between your guy Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. He said he was a, a combo. So not every not every comp is glowing. So yeah. so that's why I, I, we're warning you. Just see where they get drafted. You know, like if uh, an Anthony Richardson or Will Levis wind up in Indianapolis with, with my favorite team, and they wind up with with uh, Shane Steichen you got to be excited because he was able to craft an offense over the last year and a half that was very exciting with Jalen Hurt. So that would be exciting. I don't know that I would be as equally exciting, excited with, you know, those guys going to Houston. Can a defensive-minded yep. head coach, can that OC craft an offense that, so take them as they come, just be very, very careful with comps because people get excited, like Cody said, and, you know, You hear some good ones, Cam Newton in there, Drew Brees, and you hear some rough ones like Blake Bortles and my man Mitch because I'm I'm a recovering Mitch guy. But uh, we'll we'll ask you a question. I want to know who is your favorite QB in this class for fantasy football, and then the follow-up to that would be does that change for actual NFL football?
1: It does. For me, um, when we're talking about fantasy football, um, we – had a pretty good idea Anthony Richardson was going to blow the top off of Lucas Oil and he did obviously and for fantasy I don't think it's a question um he's 20 like I said 20.8 years old going to be 21 going into the season even if he sits the whole year I'm okay holding that bag I trust the process I think if he goes to an Indy he goes to a a, a Detroit he goes to uh Tennessee I think no Carolina like Carolina as well, like a couple of those situations where it's just like, I'm okay with it. And and I think that's m- more likely than not. I don't think he's going to go to a Houston. Um, I don't think Bears are going to – that's a different conversation but with the Bears. But I, I just think Anthony Richardson as a whole, when you're looking at these four prospects, that in fantasy football he's the guy where you go, well, let's see. Justin Fields just could have broke the rushing record, would have broke the rushing record if he played every game last year. And Anthony Richardson, you could throw him in Tennessee tomorrow, and I think that he would push a thousand yards pretty easily, if not 1,200. And that's going to put you in the top 10 in fantasy football. Whereas, in short, if you look at the rest of these guys, Stroud, not known for going on his legs, if he throws for 4,500 yards, he's not a shoe in to be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy football. Levis, there's Vast. I think this is the one player. He's my favorite, but he, he, there's a vast difference between what he can be. Yes. He could be Josh Allen, but yes, he could be Bortles or Trubisky like the, the, the wide range of outcomes. And then Bryce young, Bryce young for me, both formats is number four. And a lot of people are going to hate that. But the, my, my one thing, and I'm going to continue to say it about Bryce young is just, if he beats me, I'm okay with it. Cause he's got the most talent in this class and it's not even close but if I get beat by a guy that's 5'10 and a half and he's going to play at 192 pounds, I'm okay with it. Beat me. But but do it. But prove to me that prove prove to me you're you're that guy. Um but but I think for fantasy football I don't think it should be really that big of a conversation. I think it's Anthony Richardson.
0: And then you said now before again. So I I I'm not like a, a a great tweeter. I tweet a lot, but I'm not a great tweeter. About once a quarter or maybe once every other month, I'll have one that goes viral. Mm-hmm. And I I posted a picture of uh, the, I was looking for basic and the, the mid comes up and my son uses mid all the time. Yeah. And I was like, if you're looking, I was like, Bryce Young is my QB4. I was like, if you're looking for a Nissan Altima with the upside of a Toyota Camry, Bryce Young's your guy. Very safe, very solid, but... I want the home run hitter, but the name because yeah. he's my number one QB, and that's not why I invited you on here because I know he's your favorite too. Is yeah. Will Levis, yep. and, and and you hear the comps of Josh Allen and all these guys, uh, the the things that he actually has a lot of traits in common with Justin Herbert. The thing that nobody ever talks about with Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, they never talk about how smart these guys are. They never talk about their grade point average. They never talk about how intelligent they are. They, they 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 don't talk about the fact that they all have over twenty plus starts at the collegiate level. That's the part that everybody seems to forget. They see the arm, they see the size, they see the athleticism, and they forget about there are other things that goes that go into being an NFL quarterback besides just what you've seen in college i love the fact that he played in a pro style offense for two seasons under two different offensive coordinators i know one was nick scangarella who had once been with the the 49ers and then the most recent one i'm drawing a blank on but i think you get my larger point that's why i love will levis why do you love will Levis
1: for nfl i'm going levis if i'm the gm tomorrow and i got the draft pick i'm taking will levis Uh, I'm trading up for Will Levis, whatever. If I'm Ohio, I'm sorry, from Ohio. If I'm Indianapolis, I'm sitting there at four. I'm just chilling because I know Levis is going to be there. I don't think anybody's going to come up and get him. Um, and and I'm going to happily do that. I'm going to happily spend that pick because I'm probably going to have a quarterback coach that I trust and I believe in that can that can bring him along. Shane Steichen, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. The last couple years. Pretty damn good, working under, working under Steichen. And uh, you talk about Levis, and a lot of people say his decision-making, he takes a lot of sacks. <clears throat> cool. Look at the arm talent. Look at the abilities when he's healthy. He's got the rushing. He's got everything there. And when you talk about the decision-making, yeah, he's thrown a few picks. But guess what? He's also been playing against Bama, Tennessee, Georgia, week in and week out in the SEC. And when you're playing for Kentucky – you kind of got to rip the ball downfield if you're going to try and win those games. And so I'm not really going to blame him for throwing seven interceptions on on, on balls 40-plus yards downfield when you've got to try and make that big play. And if you want to talk about taking sacks, Go back last year, watch 10 plays of his right tackle, and then come back and tell me that he takes sex because he sucks, and, 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 and I'm going to fire you from whatever job you have. Um, so Will Levis in the NFL I think is going to be just fine. He's going to be the guy that I want because I think there's the, the highest upside as far as a quarterback being able to grow in a system. He's a hardworking kid with a phenomenal arm. I've said this numerous times. I think he's going to have a top five arm as far as strength and arm talent. The minute he gets drafted in the NFL, top five in the NFL, I should say. And Will Levis, yes, Richardson has this abominable upside. It's Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton-esque. But Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton didn't last and won't last that long. They won't last like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen will. And I think Levis has that ceiling. Yes, again, we've talked about the floor. The floor is there, well aware. But I'm betting on the ceiling. I'm betting on traits. One thing i also say is you look at the last decade, two decades in the NFL, they always draft. These NFL teams always draft what they know. Oh, I know Bryce Young's the, the most talented quarterback in this class. I know it, so I'm going to draft him. I know CJ Stroud's the most pro-ready. I know it, so I'm going to draft him. But again, we're talking about look at the comp and look at the upside of CJ Stroud. I don't see Patrick Mahomes in that in his range of outcomes. I don't see Patrick Mahomes' level output or, or Drew Brees' level output in Bryce Young's uh, future. I just don't see it. I don't think it's there because of the size, because of the nature of his arm, because of all these different things. I'm betting on maybe what I don't quite know, but what I think that I can teach. And that would be with Le- with Levis.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm looking, and you know more about the prospects this year. I'm I'm looking at guys that he's played with over the last two years as the starter. And there's not been a bevy of NFL talent. There was Wondell uh, Robinson. I started to say Wondell Moore. There's too many guys with the last name, name Moore in, in the NFL, but, but I'm looking and, you know, they have a couple of guys, Chris Rodriguez and uh, DeAndre uh, Square and then Rondell, but there's not a lot of guys. This is the same issue that a lot of these guys from non-Power 5. And, you know, here's the thing, you know, Cody, you know, I, I love this guy. He's come up the hard way and he's really earned everything he's got in this industry. And I think it's great. People that come up the easy way don't tend to last as long as people that come up the hard way. And these, and this is not a shot at Stroud. This is not a shot at, at Bryce Young because they've been. I call them the trust fund kid because you grow up with everything. You want you want four first round wide receivers, no problem. We have that. All your offensive linemen are going to get drafted. Probably all of your running backs. You 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 work with with great offensive minded you know coaches. Then you get this guy down here at Tennessee. So I'm sorry, not Tennessee, Kentucky. But so I, I, I'm 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 fellow team fellow team Levis. But it's
1: been through they've been through the grinder. And I sorry for sorry. No, for you're me. good, man. You're good. Keep they, going. They, I just wanted to double off of what you said. Like these guys have been through the grinder. Like when you look at Richardson, what he did in, in high school, ran a 491. You don't just go from 491 at 220 pounds to 444 at 244 pounds. That's a grind. That's work. I mean, you don't just take the job from Emory Jones for no reason. Will Levis, you don't just like, I get the transfer portal thought, all that bullshit, but you don't just like Oh, i need to take the next step i need to keep working keep working keep working leave penn state go to kentucky keep working keep working like well, you got to really go through the grinder and ex- i just wanted to double off of what you said You could to come come from something to be something when you think about guys like josh allen patrick mahomes jalen hurts they've been through some struggle and joe burrow and he trained burrow him. and you're seeing it come to fruition you see it come and they build all the way up to the top and and you know some of these guys, I'm not going to name a bunch of the guys that, that kind of flamed out, but you guys know exactly who those guys are. So uh, I think your your point is 1 million percent on.
0: All right, so we know all the names, and these guys won't be values in our rookie draft, but someone's going to be a value. Who's going to be the QB value in this class?
1: The QB value, this is uh, when you're talking dynasty. Um, well, first off, I think Levis, so we've talked about that five times, but we're going to go a little further down this list. Um, Stetson Bennett had a great combine, but he's 25 years old. I'm out. Hendon Hooker coming off in the injury. I think he's getting a good and solid draft capital. Hopefully, he goes to Seattle. He can sit behind Geno for a year. That would be fantastic for him. But I'm going to go further down. I'm going to go to Tyson Bajent. Tyson Bajent out of Shepard, elite, elite arm talent, 17,000 passing yards, most touchdown passes all time in all levels of college football. His dad's a 28 time arm wrestling world champion. Tyson Bajent, give him, give him the Jordan Love treatment. I don't care where he goes, you know, put him anywhere you want, give him two years. I promise you Tyson Bagent is going to be a guy that's on your taxi squad for two years. And then you can be like, Hey, what's up, man. I'm just telling you that's, that's going to be the guy cause you're going to get him for nothing. You're going to get him for nothing. And, and, and when you look at the rest of this crop of guys, I don't want any of them. We got the big four hookers. Interesting. Be, uh, Stetson Bennett's interesting. Dorian Thompson Robinson's interesting Tyson Bajan's the one I want. Everybody else on that list, throw them out. Dynasty, um, I'm, I'm taxi, taxi squadding Tyson Bajan for two years. All right, I,
0: I, I don't want to go back to lazy comps. We've already covered those. But if if Stetson Bennett winds up with a good offensive-minded coach like Brock Purdy did with, with a Kyle Shanahan, I'm not going to be afraid to throw a 25-year-old Stetson Bennett on the – you know, he, he, he's got some mental maturity issues. You kind of saw that after the the national championship game, getting arrested and not, not for anything major, but some silliness. But yeah, th- those are the guys that you throw in. Th- this is why you throw Baygent on the back end of your tap. Purdy, Max Duggan, if he gets drafted or winds up in a, in a good spot, you throw these guys, they may not have the best physical tools, but they're winners. They've won. They were winners in high school. The, you know, Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett battled for the national championship, things you never thought you'd actually say out loud, but yet here we are. These are the guys that you throw on the back end of a, of a taxi squad. And if you hit, you turned a guy that maybe you used a fourth or a fifth round rookie pick on into something that you can flip for a second or maybe more in, in seasons. I think Brock Purdy was probably going, was going at a pretty good clip in dynasty drafts, but if those are, that's the value guy, who's the guy who's going to get overdrafted? Who's the guy that, that a GM is going to rush that card in too soon and uh, wind up overpaying for? Now, so we may think it's an overpay. Remember, a couple of years back, a guy named Jalen Hurts went in the second round and we thought, what the blue hell is Howie Roseman doing? You have a guy who just about won an MVP. It ended up as part of a of a Super Bowl run. So we may think he's going to be overdrafted now. But who do you think that guy could be?
1: I think Hooker's in an interesting spot because I think there may be teams that want to get him on that back half of the first. I don't think that's a rush-up situation just because of his, the nature of his injury. Um, but I think just given recent, see, recent conversation, we just saw the combine happen, it would not surprise me at all to see a team trade up to one for Anthony Richardson. And I do think that's a little, little aggressive just given what's available to you. Obviously it depends on the team, but I do think that Richardson is that guy that somebody that was the big talk of the town. Obviously, after that night, you go out, you go out to a couple of the spots in Indy, and it's like, what'd you think of Richardson? It's like QB1, bang, bang. And it's like, who there's 32 general managers out there, right? 32 owners. Somebody, somebody has got to have that thought going through their brains. Like, I gotta go have this guy. And I do think that's a little aggressive.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. But I think I have no problem, you know, kind of like in Dynasty, I say this a lot with our patrons, and, you know, I have no problem. you got to take care of your firsts. you you got to continue to build. But I have no problem setting a second or a third on fire for to take a big swing. So if Hendon Hooker winds up in in a spot like Carolina, because, you know, I've heard Carolina is going to try to re-sign Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold plays the role of Mitch Trubisky and Hendon Hooker plays the role of – can he pick it by midseason? You could have a guy that with, you know, DJ Moore, a decent offensive line, you know, an offensive minded head coach and Frank Reich. But, you know, Carolina is just one of many. So that's a nice little segue. Look at me and my professional broadcasting skills. What do you think is the best landing spot? You know, you got Indy, you got Houston, the Jets are still out there, the Raiders, uh, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Bucks, the Commandos. Who who do you think has the best roster for a rookie QB to give us fantasy points or to move them up to that 102 in super flex drafts?
1: Indy. Gimme Indy all day. Uh, I know the Atlanta conversations there. Um, I, I don't love that. I don't love that whole situation as much. Carolina, I think the door's open. Uh, I'd like to see them show some competency in the in the front office before I say that's a good landing spot. Houston obviously is in a rebuild. I don't think Houston – you know, Houston could go after a quarterback, but I really don't think of of, of as a team-building stance they really shouldn't. Uh, It should be more of like a, hey, we know we're playing for the next year, probably 24, 25. Indy, though, Indy's got the roster, I think, and I think they have the drive. People can say Ursay is incompetent uh, all they want. I love Jim Ursa. Uh, I'm assuming you do, too, fellow powerlifter Jim Ursay, And uh, Chris Ballard, I think he's just fine. I think he's got a lot of flack, too. And of course, uh, I think you got the right the right head coach now in place to grab one of these quarterbacks. So I think Indianapolis is the slam dunk spot, really, for any of these guys. Yeah, and that's why
0: I don't want them to to trade up. I don't think you have to. I mean, even if they go, and I don't think they will, if they go one, two, three, four. You're still getting one of the four. You know, I, I don't think, and I think the one they might wind up getting, which, you know, maybe they bring Jacoby Brissett back. I think Joby, Jacoby Brissett would be a good mentor. I have no problem as a Colts fan shelving Anthony Richards for a year. And if you have an absolutely nightmarish season and you wind up with like the 101 or 102 next year, then you've got a really good conundrum on your hands because maybe you take Caleb Williams or maybe you take you take Drake May and, and, and you know, potentially flip, Anthony Richards, it becomes the Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love thing all, all over again. But I will just say this: you listen to people around this league who really know football. And I know Jim Jim Ursay can be a punchline. He's he's squirrely, he loves his guitars, he's you know, but 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 he is very engaged with his fans. And you listen to anyone that that you respect that you think knows the NFL and go find quotes from that person about Jim Ursay. Everyone in the NFL has a ton of respect for Jim Irsay. Does he have his picadillos? Sure he does. We all do. But at the end of the day, Jim Irsay knows a lot about football. And there are some legendary stories of him coming in and saying, I don't care who you take. You got to take this tight end out of out of Iowa named Dallas Clark. He's going to be a good one. There's a ton Mm -hmm. of stories like that. So um, yes, he's wacky. Yes, he's fun, but he does know football. And I, I would love any of these guys. You know, I'm not a big Bryce Young guy. We'll talk about him. Maybe he's this guy. Who's your QB most likely to bust? Bryce Young. Okay, Bryce well, I'll Young. tell you. I'll tell you why I think so in a second. But what are your reasons?
1: I mean, I think they're they're right in front of you. Like I said, I I do think Stroud's the best, uh, the most pro ready. Not the best, sorry. The most pro ready out of these guys, obviously. Um, but I think when you when you say bust. Everyone's well aware Richardson's not quite ready as a quarterback. Everyone's well aware Levis, you know, he he's got a wide range of outcomes. Young though, young the expectation you even are still hearing it. I was talking to a couple of executives, not in 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 some scouting departments, that said Young was still number one despite what they saw on Saturday.
0: I I I I don't get that. Why? I mean,
1: how would I, how do you not know. how do you not at least go? Uh, strouds ahead of him like stroud at least went there put it on wax looked great how do you not at least like bump that over yeah you come in at 204 pounds you know that's not a real 204 pounds
0: no sir <laughs> as, like, as someone who's been in the weight law like i, I wrestled and, yeah. and you've done competitive powerlifting and, and you know you got to meet weight classes you know how you can manipulate water weight and, and body weight so that 204 is uh yeah it's, no
1: it's, it's 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 ignorance to me and i, I think i posted it on twitter it's ignorance when you see a picture of, of him standing next to kyler and they're like he hit the kyler weight he's two he's 204 pounds he's three pounds less than kyler and you see a picture next to him it's like that frame cannot carry that much weight and if it can it's not in the same capacity that kyler can at all like that frame is built to be 190 that's what that frame is built to be i'm sorry now, if you want to go eat steak and potatoes for six straight years, maybe one day you'll be 210 pounds and it'll be a legit 210. But it's just, it's just not the world we live in right now. And I think with Bryce Young, the most likely to bust is going to be him because the expectation is still so high. Everybody knows the talent is there, but sometimes the way the world works is the reason millions of players, millions of people in this world have never made it to the NFL, never played college football, never did this because their body failed them.
0: And it's, again, it's, it's those comps. Oh, he's Drew Brees. He's Russell Wilson. You know, I know Russell's had a bad year and a half. He broke his finger two years ago. And this year he looked rough, by the way, a little spoiler alert. Russ is one of my biggest buys in Superflex League because in spite of all the bad luck and, you know, some bad fortune, sometimes you bring bad luck on yourself. I'll just be real honest with, with Russ, you know, he was still the QB 15 on the season and missed a game and a half. So you're still looking at a back end QB one, and now he get Sean Payton and those weapons. Yeah, go go get Russell Wilson. But the reason why I bring up Russ or Kyler is they're very trunky. If you look in like the way that they're built, like they 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 they, they look like a CrossFitter. They 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 look like thick, and you don't see that with with Bryce Young. He's he's very thin, and, and I get two vibes. I get Baker Mayfield vibes. Those guys won, you know, Heisman's as well. The problem is is that you've gotten away with with playing a certain style in college. And when a 330-pound man ragdolls you, you get three concussions. And I'm not rooting against Tua. I've never been a big Tua guy. You get your shoulder separated like Baker Mayfield. It's a big man's game. And I'm going to play this. I'm going to put it in some podcasts. It is a soundbite from Sean Payton. I just mentioned his name. From Sean Payton saying that in the first 15 picks, you got to stick to the prototype. So for me, I, I've seen too many bad things happen to the guys that go one on one. And that's what would make him a bust. If you go 101, there's high expectations. Andrew Luck was a 101. Cam Newton was a 101. Matt Stafford was a 101. Golf. That's big. That's big, Yes. That and, he, and and you know, golf
1: is he's, he's made like it, my, but it's like that's not he's the most underrated. Not, yeah, that's not one oh one output though. Like he's made it, but it's like it took him right. nine years, well, eight years, nine years,
0: and like he, yeah. you know, he's been fine, but I wouldn't say he justified the 101. You know, clearly better than Carson Wentz, who went one oh two. But that that that's the problem is that, you know, and you mentioned power lifters, you know, Louis Simmons, Louis, what did he say at Westside? Weak things break. And that's hmm. to say that not that he's weak, but comparatively speaking, to those defensive tackles, he's not as good of an athlete as they are. As crazy what, what was Nolan Smith? Was that the guy from Georgia? Mm-hmm. Ran a ran faster than Saquon Barkley, you know. It's a it's a whole new world back there, and you you, you got it. There, there's so many things that goes in there. So that's why I I, I just I don't see it happening. And,
1: and, and I think we're in agreement there. When you we we and you know, we brought up comps multiple times. You're a little older than I am. You remember Doug Flutie? 100. percent Had to go to the that's, USFL. That's the only comp. That's the only comp I see. He won a Heisman. He went to Heisman, he was also an 11th round draft pick. Wasn't the 101, wasn't the 102. Like you said, had to literally leave the NFL and come back at age 36, uh, when he won the come comeback player of the year award. Like that's what we're talking about. Like the the the, the potential outcome. It's like you get caught with the get caught with the comp thing. It's like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Okay, let's take complete best case scenario for the, the the small quarterback. Let's take complete best case scenario. You never take into account that, you know, I know it was 40 years ago, but like there's failure out there. You have to be acceptance to that and I think, you know, even talking to the guy that I talked to, I think that's ignorance to just keep him at number 1 overall. Um, you know, even though he didn't need a quarterback, he still would say he's number 1, but um yeah, I just
0: And that could change if he goes to the right situation, because Russell Wilson's not Russell Wilson if he doesn't wind up with Pete Carroll, Marshawn Lynch, and and that group in Seattle, the Legion of Boom. You know, Drew Brees is not Drew Brees without Sean Payton. His career was kind of sputtering when he got drafted in the second round in in San Diego. Is Bryce Young going to be supported with that? I mean, let's be honest. If if I was to build a current head coaching Mount Rushmore, it would be hard not to put Sean Payton on there. It'd be yeah. Andy Reid. It would be Sean Payton. I'm talking about guys that are still – Bill Belichick and maybe McVeigh, maybe Shanahan, probably McVeigh, He's got a Super Bowl. But you see my point. And, and, and when you get drafted at the 101, you don't go to a good team. You go to a bad team. They typically don't have a good offensive line. They typically don't have a good head coach or they have a new head coach. And, and that puts all of these things uh, in play. But I have one last question for you, Cody. You've been so generous with your time today. Who, who is this close, This, this class's Dak or Kirk Cousins? And by that, I mean a guy that can go in the mid-rounds uh, and really have success in a year or two. I know you mentioned one guy. or Anybody else that you want to throw out there?
1: One guy that I think you could see pop into round two, but I think definitely round three, that's Tanner McKee from Stanford, 6'6", 230 pounds, uh, number two athleticism score. He had a 69th percentile burst at the combine this last week. Tanner McKee was a guy that was, you know, he's not the Bennett's. Destin Bennett's arm looked great. Tanner McKee is actually kind of very interestingly comparable to like Davis Mills who literally went to Stanford with him. And that's just part of the Stanford thing is like, they're in this pro style offense, they know what to do, they know how to do it right. They're very in, freaking intelligent. You don't have to tell them twice, obviously it's Stanford. But Tanner McKee is a guy that I think is going to come in and he's going to be a consistent 65 to 70% completion percent passer. And if you throw him in a spot and you look at the third round right now, I mean, we just talked about Russ and Denver. Denver's got two picks in the third round right there and it's like maybe they want to do a pro- maybe they want to have a project at a quarterback position. Uh, there's a multiple positions. Who's the quarterback in Vegas? Does Vegas throw a dart and, and and put a quarterback there? Somebody in that second, late second to third round is gonna spend on a quarterback. Miami is sitting there at 78. They're at 78, and I see the comment in the chat right now. Whoever's playing back, playing back up to Tua, that's who you take. You look at Tanner McKee. That's a guy that you can say, all right, we'll put him in this system. He's a system quarterback. He's going to be just fine. He's going to sit there. Tua is going to start the season healthy. And if something happens, McKee can be that guy that just goes boom, starting quarterback. Is he the greatest? No. Can he be between Dav- Davis Mills and Dak and Kirk Cousins? Can he can he get into that range? Yes, I think he can. And when I think of you you look at the rest of this class, we've talked about a few of them. You know, Dorian Thompson Robinson's interesting. Very small. Very light. Jake Haner. The same frame that, that that Bryce Young has right now, um, Bajin. We talked about Bajent earlier. Bajent would probably be my favorite, but I, 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 well, he's not as pro ready. He's not ready to come in. You know, Bajin would Bajin would Bajin would struggle uh, mightily. He's probably the Jordan Love of this class, I would say, without getting first round draft capital. But Tanner McKee, I think, is the guy that you're looking at fourth round, third round that he could come in day one potentially, probably like week eight uh, if something happens, and he could he could he could show out.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would love, so I'm keeping him on my radar. I actually wrote that one down because I want him to go to a smart offensive mind, Mike McDaniel. You mentioned some Mike McDaniel, Mike in the chat, uh, speaking yeah. of Mike's, you know, he brought up, you know, whoever backs up to a in, in Miami, yeah. uh, Las Vegas with, you know, Josh McDaniel anywhere where there's a, a smart head coach, offensive minded, all the head coaches are smart, but there's yeah. one Sean McVay, you know, uh, Stafford's thirty six, not the healthiest cat around. Yep. You know, and, and you mentioned Stanford. Getting into Stanford is no joke. Like if you get like a B plus in like high school as a freshman, you're probably not getting into Stanford. That's the academic standard. So I I, I like that call, sir.
1: I do like Dugan. Like I know you mentioned Dugan earlier, um, so I'm assuming you probably like him a little bit. I I don't hate him. He he just it was tough the Senior Bowl. He was up and down. He's a winner straight up. He's twenty years old. Uh, obviously runs at four or five. I think he's a guy though that more in like that Purdy, where like he's not good enough. But I think in the right situation, I think that he can just be shoved right in there, and he's just got it up here where it's it's good enough. But when I'm betting on a guy like Dak and Kirk, are very smart, very good processors. I think that's more sort of Davis Mills, where I I do think there's a world where Dugan can can be successful. I just don't think it's the same uh, category as a Dak and a Kirk level of of. uh, competency in, 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 reading the defense, if that makes sense.
0: No, hundred percent. And this is why I, I brought you on to talk QBs is because as more and more, uh, I'm actually, uh, down to zero one QB leagues in, in dynasty. I, I, uh, after six years, I bowed out of one, not that I don't love the guys in the league, but I'm in a bunch of leagues with these guys and one QB, it just is, it, it zaps the trade market. Yep. And, and, and I think that's the big note. You know, I've always been a draft running back and trade for wide receiver guy. But in Superflex, you've got to walk out of there every draft. Even if you wind up taking a, an Anthony Richardson or a Levis or even Bryce Young, you still in the back end, that fourth and fifth round pick, you have to take a random flyer on some quarterback. They are the new fantasy currency. And even Brock Purdy. We talked about Brock Purdy earlier. He probably went undrafted in your rookie drafts last year. But when he's on a roster, when the the NFL rosters come out, what is that? The first week of September, and you know who the first, second, third string guys are. All those guys have got to be rostered, and if you got to have a taxi squad full of them, do because the minute one of them hit, they become instant currency in the modern day superflex league. Well, speaking of currency, that's things that are money. And Cody, you're money, and I appreciate you jumping on with me, man. Uh, you've been incredibly appreciate, you know, uh, incredibly generous with your time. Uh, I know you just got back from Indy to talk to a guy from Indy, but what else do you want these people to know about all the good stuff, you and Matt and Theo and Billy? And there's a lot of other guys that I'm not as familiar with because, well, I I, I listen to Matt and Theo and, and Cody and, and Billy, but who else is out there, man? You're doing a ton of podcasts and all kinds of good stuff.
1: Well, first off, I want everybody to know that this is obviously the third straight year we've done this. And I think we talked about you being in Indy last year. We're talking about it right now. I was just in Indy last year. Might be the last year that the combines in Indy. I'm going to write it on paper right now. I'm going to put it on my calendar. I'm going to mark it down. We will. We will do a podcast in person next year. That's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm going to
0: take time off of work. I'll, I'll go. I'll go with you. I'll get credentialed. I'll get a credential. I'll go with you for a day. I can tag along. I'll, uh, I'll I'll do some behind the scenes stuff. I can hold your camera. You guys can use the majority of the footage over. At R- I can be like a remember back in the day. I used to. Have, I'm older. Remember the guys used to have the boombox. Yep. Everybody Mike Tyson had a guy in his entourage that carried the boombox. I can be your boombox guy, Cody.
1: I love that. I love that. So yes, that's a that's a that's a guarantee. I will I will come see you in Indy. Uh, I know the communication might not have been there on my end probably the last couple of years, but. Will happen. But to my team, I will give a shout out to Jack Cavanaugh. I want to give that's my shout out. I want to go to Jack Cavanaugh. He does player profiler today on the YouTube channel over at Player Profiler on YouTube. And every single day, 7 p.m., my man Jack Cavanaugh is grinding through the, the, the news of the NFL world day by day. Um, you can find all my stuff at playerprofiler.com and the NFL draft sections, a brand new section on Player Profiler. You can get all of our stuff, the all-in package. You can use the promo code Cody, get 10 bucks off. Um, but that's where mostly all of my content goes. Uh, patreon.com for carpenter NFL. You already mentioned that. And then player profiler. profiler. Uh, my mock 4.0 four rounds will be out later this week. And that's, that's really all I got. Everything's a player profiler. We're just, we're just doing the work, but I appreciate you. You know, that always having me on always talking ball. Uh, you're a real one, I think in this space. And I really appreciate you, man.
0: Well, I, I appreciate you, sir. And uh, it's just exciting and support these guys. You know, just going, just clicks, just clicks a lot. You know, these guys, uh, they ha- they have ad revenue, they have sponsors, they have all of these things. And just by going to the page, by going to Player Profiler, looking at your favorite draft prospect, especially now that the combines over, they got the fancy little bar graphs. Pretty soon, they're gonna they're gonna have all their player comps up. They're gonna have the the what round they got drafted in. He mentioned the all-in package. They'll have their trade analyzer. They'll have their rookie ranking. They'll have everything. And when you go there and and you support these guys, you are supporting people in this industry, chasing this full time. I'm calling it right now. Now Cody's a loyal man. He's a loyal guy. Um, he's gonna be loyal to Matt. Matt's been good to him, he's been good to Matt, but you know, Cody is, is going to do something very big in this space. He's a young guy. He is the, 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 the number one. He's the Anthony Richardson of the fantasy space. He's the guy who four years ago was like 71 to be the first overall pick. And you blink your eye and now he's three and a half to one uh, to be the number one overall pick. And by the way, no, uh, no, no, uh, no issue on the, the the schedule mix up because my brother, you went straight from the senior bowl to the Super Bowl to the combine, uh, your, your, your suitcase stays ready. So listen, Cody, man, I appreciate you. Good luck in all your your future endeavors. Continued success over at Player Profiler. But on behalf of that, man, his name is Cody Carpentier. You can follow him at Carpentier NFL. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show everywhere, including YouTube over at Dynasty Warzone. And until next time, there is going to be a bonus show. You're not going to go a week without Jerry. Jerry will be back on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about startup season. So thanks to Cody. Thanks to everybody. Have a good week. We'll see you soon.
1: Small guys don't work. Remember Sean Payton was talking about Tua on this show about a month ago. And if you got a top 10 pick, you do not take
0: a player who's a little short and a little light. Let's do this. Let's not draft small players in the first 15 picks of the draft anymore in the first round. Let's not let's not get away from prototype in I talk with Bill Parcells about this, Ron Wolf, and, and those early picks have to be prototype players. You have to pay attention to typing and, and when you're looking at the health of players and you're looking at the size of players. Baker Mayfield. A little small, didn't work out. You can go look at Tua.
2: Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name's Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the depth Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat when we add up all those inches